0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're talking about Episode Four of Hawkeye, and we're gonna check in on your feedback, see what you guys have to say. Lots of theories kicking around, lots of like, you know, speculation about what may happen next, who's gonna show up, uh, man. And then at the same time, all we can think about is no way home, because that's like tomorrow, and I'm super excited. So let's see. All that road right, is out; we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll.
1: And I'm Ashley Coffin.
0: Ashley Coffin. It is so good to have you here on the podcast today.
1: Matthew, Matthew Carroll. We have just gotten to spend a really good week together. We
0: did. We did <laughs> And indeed. it's
1: only Tuesday. <laughs> right.
0: Wait, are you talking about the week in person or the. Both. We've yeah, had a both. nice
1: extended week. Yeah, Cause like then nice, we've, really been, we've been, we've been together a lot since Sunday.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was going to say like, uh, we had, we had a little panda host meetup in, in Vegas last week. I don't know if you've mentioned it on the actual cast. I don't know we've mentioned it on the stream. No. It was a bunch of hosts from Stranded Panda. We kind of met up in Vegas a little, for a few days and it was great. It was awesome to see you in person. Uh, yes. And awesome to see some of the other hosts in person. Then we've been doing Bingers Assemble, which is, the thing you guys need to check out if you haven't yet—I know I put, yes, in, I yes, put an episode yes. in the feed—but we did, we have done all five episodes of the Spider-Man, um, all the previous Spider-Man movies, uh, and the last one will go, go up tomorrow. Uh, so we got one dropping today and one's dropping tomorrow, and they will be complete completing the uh, Spider-Man binges assemble discussion <laughs> about like what is what do they all mean for No Way Home and. Like so, please go to new, go to Binger's Assemble. Hit subscribe. It's really important to us as a. Gr- it's like it's a show that we've worked the hardest to grow in in the mm-hmm. network, and like i we'd love to see more people checking it out.
1: It was the very first show you had me on. That was my first. Yeah, that's uh, right. We did X Men. That's
0: right. It was our it was our first show we created after uh, MCU Cast. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So as the first one, we had a lot of. Get a lot of our guest hosts on were was Binger's Assemble, and you were the first guest host on, I think any of them. Uh uh-huh. you were Fox. Probably Fox.
1: You guys did carbon ultra carbon.
0: That was definitely after X-Men.
1: Oh, it was after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh.
0: They'd been on MCU cast, but I don't think uh they'd been on Bingers yet. Um but yeah, so w- super pumped to be here. Let's talk, let's just jump in because we have lots of feedback. But I did want to so mention much top, feedback. please go to Bingers Assemble. Ben, you yeah. a symbol. Ben, you a symbol.
1: So, there's interviews with actors. Go check it out. <laughs>
0: yeah, we got that too. Big yeah.
1: time. <laughs> that,
0: that show's getting so cool. I'm excited for it. Well, let's dive in. We got our first uh, patron here over talking about Hawkeye. We have uh, Alyssa Jane says uh, Missed you guys on episode four, instant reaction, but Melissa, Jay Scotty, and Matthew Fox did really great. Mad props to Melissa for jumping in and taking the lead. Uh, stranded Panda has grown so much so fast. And I love that the pool of hosts slash producers slash guests has grown with it to help carry the load. Uh, keep being awesome. (laughs) Nice. Thank you, Alyssa. That is so kind. And this is actually huge. This we've done over 650 episodes of MCU cast. And I believe that's the first one we, me and Jeff couldn't do. Like it's always been me or Jeff and, and a guest host. If we've had guest hosts, but me mm-hmm. and Jeff, for the first time, just could not make it. Jeff was busy, and I had my internet wasn't working. So yeah, uh, they went, but they they soldiered on without us, which I totally agree with Alyssa. It's super cool to have folks in the network that can pick up the slack when we just can't make it happen. So uh, in in the past, when stuff like that happened, it was just like, well, no episode, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and it's even good. you weren't available. So it was middle of the night, which you're,
1: I will never be available in the middle of the night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I, 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 I you gotta do it. gotta have your boundaries. I'm excited. It's tonight, man. I can't believe it's tonight. And there's so much to do. Oh my oh God. My gosh. I've, Cause I've got to edit this one, edit Spider-Man 2 and get those in the feeds before I go to, will not go, before I don't go to bed and I stay up till 2 a.m. But. So if you're hearing this and it's Tuesday night, you just stay up with me. 2 a.m. Central. I'm watching Hawkeye.
1: Which is 3 a.m. for me. It's even worse.
0: (laughs) Well, you get up at like 4 a.m. Just get up early. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll do it for Moon Knight. I said If we, if we, okay. if, if we can't come in, yeah, we'll figure it out. Figure okay. it out anyway. going forward.
0: <laughs> okay, Jonathan Kim, another patron says, "Hey, pandas. Besides the Elena' appearance in this episode, I was more surprised with Laura, how she spoke a different language and was able to track down some hard to get info to help out Hawkeye. Could it be that she is slash was Mockingbird?" It makes sense how she is calm with all the situations Clint is going through and provides him with the support. Uh, Also, another interesting attention to detail Marvel put in was that there was no saved text to Laura before he texted her. Either it is an error by editing team or he has programs that automatically delete texts like Snapchat. Uh, hmm. Love you three thousand, Jonathan.
1: I've been seeing the mockingbird thing a lot.
0: I have too. We have actually like a number of these. Yeah. Well, let me let me throw throw in a few others here, real quick, since we've got them. Uh, Will Fowler says, "Hey host, a quick thought. I think it, Hawkeye's wife might be have been a shield agent uh, before having children." Uh, Three thousand and all that jazz,
1: and all that jazz. <laughs> 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 Don't get me started.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I would love to. Uh, but then, then we got a couple here that go a little more deep, a little deeper into it. We got Walter uh, Kreis- Kreisky uh, the third says, "All right, so I saw this theory somewhere, and it's just making more and more sense." Uh, Clint's wife is way too nonchalant about all of it. She's. Okay with what's going on, him risking his life, uh sending the kids home while he stays in New York City, um, etc. In one of the phone conversations, she asks something like, What's the play? And he says, catch and release. Uh, she knows the lingo, she's relaxed with all he's doing slash risking. I'm starting to believe she's a retired agent. Uh, and he's worried about her cover. Uh, Maybe it's her retirement Rolex and the name on it isn't Laura. Uh, what if it's Bobby and she's Mockingbird? They do end up married in the comics. So like these are really starting to like, Come together, right? Like these theories yeah. about the watch, like.
1: And how Fury helped set up the safe house and helped him keep everything undercover. Absolutely. Did that, that watch looked a little big? Like, not that I'm going to say that girls, you know, girls can't wear big watches, but it looked like a big man's Rolex.
0: Yeah. I, you're the fashion one, so you, I'd have to yeah, trust Yeah, I you on might. That. I
1: mean, that, all that <laughs> stuff's in now, oversized. So I digress, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. They like, you come in with one fashion thing, but I'm like, I need you to go fashion correspondent on me. And you're like, well, actually, <laughs> it is in now. Big big is in.
1: That's a big... <laughs> <laughs> that Billie Eilish has those giant watches.
0: <laughs> I, I got to get giant watches. The Flavor flavor Flav style? Or is, are we talking just big?
1: <laughs> That's like neck clock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the neck clock guy.
1: <laughs> They're like, the, those screens are like that big. I'm like, I never need to know how uh, that time that, that much, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, there's there's just no need for a watch anymore. They just shouldn't exist. <laughs>
1: Jay Scotty just said, and I was about to kind of say the same thing. Like Cardellini is such a she's a big actress. Like I love her and everything. And yes. yeah, Freaks and Geeks, what's up, everybody? Like if you know, you know. Um, it was weird that she was such like a not a small role, but I'm just like, huh, that's an interesting choice. Well, but yeah. she's not.
0: She is a she's a good actress, and she's been in some good things. But Mm -hmm. I don't think she's, like, so big that it was, like, shocking that she would be. I mean, we're talking about one of the biggest movies in the world of Avengers Age of Ultron. They could just
1: pick anybody. I don't know. She's got that sultry side that they don't show in the hair. She's like, oh, Hawkeye, I'll tell you when you're older. I'm like, that's not the Linda I know. (laughs) Where is she in there?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's totally possible that she is an agent. We got one more here. Oh, eight, four, uh, says Hawkeye episode four spoilers in theory. Uh, Hey all. uh, Okay. After getting through the amazing episode four, I have a theory. I wonder what it is. Uh, and I kind of hate myself for it. (laughs) Uh, the watch that they're after would supposedly expose the identity of someone close to Clint. Uh, I think the person he's protecting is his wife, Laura. Uh, now here's why I hate this because I'm pretty sure I know who she's going to be and it would be a final nail in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. canon coffin. Say that three times fast. Um, <laughs> I've cannoned my way through so much with the Season 5 Thanos fiasco and time jumps in both the show and the movies that don't quite work work with each other. Um, but what I won't be able to head cannon is this. Laura Barton is also an ex-spy, specifically Barbara Morse, a.k.a. Mockingbird. Uh, the wife slash ex-wife of Clint in the comics and the amazing character played by Adrian Poliki in agents of shield. And she would be the first Marvel TV character to be recast and brought into the MCU completely rebooted. But all that said, I would love it so much. Sorry, fellow agents of shield lovers. I'll see myself out until next time. <laughs> Oof.
1: Um, TJ Stafford had one just like that too. Okay. Like uh, it's a lot of the Mockingbird. And, okay, you know, okay. She's a shield. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Well, thank you, TJ too. Like we had a lot of people write similar stuff in, but each one kind of had its own spin on it. Which is why I wanted to run run down those three, especially here. 084. Oh eight four. One of our first listeners. Like he he's been ride or die with the MCU cast for oh man. Okay, I, I don't know seven years uh, more than seven mm-hmm. years, and like. His name, 084, is a reference to the third, I believe, episode of Agents of Shield. Maybe it's the second. Um, huh. so the, the second episode of Agents of Shield is called 084, and that's a code for a, uh, a, a, a device of unknown origins, a powerful device of unknown origins. So like for 084, the man who has named himself after an Agents of Shield episode to say he likes the idea, uh, that's big. That's big. You'd think he'd be yeah. one of the one of the biggest supporters of keeping that canon around.
1: Yeah. Hmm. 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 I didn't I didn't watch Agents of Shield, but I'm gonna go with the facts.
0: It's so funny. We spent so much time <sighs> watching Agents of Shield, and like it is such a bummer that it might just not be canon. <sighs> but multiverse. Multiverse. If we get a crazy scene in, in No Way Home where like freaking x-men are there ralph boner finally reveal takes off his uh clothes and puts on his quicksilver outfit uh and like just like we get like full-on redemption for all those characters that are in other like you know whatever we get uh michael b jordan flies through as the human torch like Uh, (laughs) no i'm just saying if we get an insane scene where we just have like tons of like all things are real. the multiverse is open. all yeah. realities are real. They need to throw just like a little nod, a little tip of the hat and show us the team the 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 Agents of shield team
1: that'd be cute. I, I don't think it's gonna happen, but it'd be cute.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'd be happy that everybody else is happy,
0: yeah, well, I mean they gave it they gave it to us with uh jarvis in in game, oh right, so that guy was in Agent Carter. He wasn't in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but those two shows were really connected. Um, They even had characters from Agent Carter crossover into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, like, all the crossovers are there that if that's the character, like, I, I just want them to acknowledge that, yes, this exists, they're variants, they're in another universe, but it does exist. I like it. It would be nice.
1: It just makes me sad about the the Netflix shows, but that's a different podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Again, if they bring in a version of Matt Murdock that is similar enough to the version and a version of Kingpin and mm-hmm. a version of Punisher and Jessica Jones that are similar enough, even if they're technically variants, I'd be okay with it.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally fine with it. It just has to be Charlie Cox.
0: A hundred percent. Uh, well, and I was I was going to save this for a news episode, but obviously we have no time for a news episode this week um, <laughs> because we had like fifteen things to do. But Charlie Cox, uh, did you hear about Kevin Feige's words this week? His quote: Yeah, yeah. Kevin Feige has said officially that if they bring in Matt Murdock into the MCU anytime soon, it will be he will be played by Charlie Cox.
1: What are we waiting for?
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man. It may not happen, but like if it happens, it'll be Charlie Cox. You know, Can't hate on that.
1: No, I'm cool with it. Where do I send my letters? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just to Kevin Feige's house. Yeah. Just keep sending them to Kevin Feige's house. Everybody. Uh, that's what I've been doing for years. I, I have his address. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ne- next we got Canada Panda, uh, Canada Panda. That's such a good moniker. Cause it, Stranded Panda already has a lot of the ah sound and like Canada Panda mm-hmm. has it even better. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hawkeye episode four feedback. Hey team. Okay. So this episode being the shortest yet, I believe was the best episode yet. A lot of talk about Natasha, which was really awesome. Uh, Melissa, Matthew Fox and Scotty were talking about PTSD on this insta take. I think they were banging on. Uh, Clint definitely has. <laughs> I think bang on is the phrase, right? Like they're bang on.
1: Are you think dead on? I don't know. Yeah. There's right, lots of, okay. there's a, but I think maybe it's a Canadian thing.
0: Oh, see, I thought, a, I, thought, I thought a bang on is a British thing. I think that's bang on. I think, I don't know. But he's the anyway. Canadian panda. Anyway. I know. He's Canada Panda. Maybe he's, <laughs> maybe he's a Brit, pretty, brittle, a Brit- here Britophile? we go
1: again. We should just not do it. <laughs> we don't know anything about any other country.
0: <laughs> the sports ball. The <laughs> sports ball. Yeah. That's, that was so funny. We like we were arguing on one of our episodes about uh, for bingers assemble about which of the sports this one thing I was like was that football or is that rugby or is that soccer and like she was saying it was rugby I was saying it looked like soccer and then later we found out it was like neither
1: yeah it's American uh, Australian rules football and I'm like (laughs) so we're all right and wrong at the same time I don't know I don't want to play anymore we need so many sports (laughs) that are the same
0: as I said many times we mentioned sports let's just move. On <laughs> move on. Okay. Uh continuing, Canada Panda says, Clint definitely has PTSD. No doubt. Uh my only gripe with this episode is Kate's mother runs a security business and Kate herself works there. How did she not know that she had tripped a silent alarm? Uh that is total plot hole. Either she is completely oblivious or the writers failed on that one. Otherwise, best episode yet. I don't think she works for her mom, right?
1: I thought she kept asking her to come work for her mom. Yeah, she
0: says, you're almost done with school, then you can finally join the business, I believe is what was said in a previous episode. Yeah. So I don't think she works there yet.
1: Not yet. Or the mom wants her to.
0: This show is doing something that like a lot of, I feel like, shows of this nature do, where it's like, there's some sort of shadowy organizations going on. And I keep like being like, who fits with who like the track suits. There's maybe a Kingpin out there. There's Eleanor. There's uh, Armand. There's Jack. <laughs> and they all are somehow spiraling around all this like nefarious activities. And I can't tell who, who's partners and whose enemies yet.
1: Follow the colors. Follow the crimson colors.
0: Oh, you think I'm
1: telling you the mom keeps wearing red. You're right. The guys wear red. You're there's just right. red everywhere.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. I think that she was in some sort of deal with Armand and Armand had some sort of, Well, see, but I keep going back to the first episode. The auction is being done at a party that it seems to be at her house or something. Or no, Armand mm-hmm. is Armand is part of the auction, but it seems to be at her party. And then it's the track suits that break in and steal the try to steal the watch. Right.
1: So, like, uh, be pretty convenient for them to know where the things were. Right. And he was fighting with her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Either. I think she's the bad guy.
0: I definitely think she's at least one yeah. of the bad guys. Jack works for her. <laughs> I still think it's very possible. And I I'm, at this point, I'm rooting for it more than I think it's real. Yeah. I'm rooting for the fact that Jack is not a bad guy at all. Like, Jack right. is going to be just as surprised as Kate.
1: <laughs> Ken, the other day, was like, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that she killed her husband. I was like... Where'd that come from? Yeah. She was like, yeah, I mean, all of a sudden he's gone and she's like, dad's dead. Let's go. I'm like, oh, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Like, she probably did something because he was going to leave her.
0: Yeah. No, we've had a bunch of, well, he wasn't going to leave her. He was insisting they sell the house, I think. hmm. uh, Which she, I and, and we know from previous episodes that it seems that she has not always been rich. I think she married into this money and whatever he was doing was failing and was about to push her back to, you know, like... Like, here's a little headcanon. Like, what if Kingpin or someone like him was muscling into um her husband's business and saying, like, you either give up this business to us or you do it and you work for us? Like, you've you got to basically be a criminal or, you know, or, or back out or, or like or, or give up your work, you know? And he's <laughs> like, yeah, I'd rather give up my work than get involved with these people. He's being extorted out of his work. And then she... Says, no, we need to stay like we I'm rich for the first time in my life. I finally have power. I want to stay here, you know?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to push you out the window. (laughs) It's a little extreme. (laughs) I think there'll be a little bit more to it, but I just guessing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like how much did she not want to go back to a life of being poor? Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Like, are we going to get her backstory where we see like the hard life she lived, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. How many episodes is this? Eight,
0: six. Thought, wait, and what episodes this? This five, five comes on tonight. We're not going to see any backstory. <laughs> well, oh
1: no! They've
0: started multiple episodes of backstory. That's um, true. So we still may get backstory for Yelena, Kingpin, uh, Eleanor. We've gotten a Maya backstory, and what did we get this? And we got we got uh, obviously, uh, Kate's backstory. Mm-hmm. By the way, Clint Barton. She calls him CB one at one point in this episode. Like, how is her name not Kate Bishop spelled with a C? And she could oh, be CB two. Yeah. Like, it's a yeah. very, like, very comic booky thing to do to give someone <laughs> the same initials that's going to take over the mantle. And it's weird that they didn't do that. That's very true. And it almost feels like a call out that she calls him CB one, and she's clearly trying to take up the mantle here. But like, who's CB two? What does she mean CB one? I don't know. I don't either. I'm mad about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: makes me mad.
0: so mad. <laughs> I didn't get it. We actually, what did you, so what did you think of this episode? By the way, we didn't do a Matt or an Ashley's corner. We just jumped in. Um, any over thoughts?
1: I liked it. I liked this one a lot. Um, I thought it was really fast paced. I obviously love that Yelena showed up at the end. Like the second oh, she yeah. dropped down, I was like, Oh, that's definitely her.
0: Right. I couldn't believe that Hawkeye didn't know it wasn't Maya. Cause their stature is completely different.
1: Oh, he thought it wasn't, he knew it wasn't Maya. No,
0: he says, who am I fighting then? Cause he's like, I've got Maya on the oh, roof. And she's yeah. like, no, I'm fighting Maya here. And he's like, who am I fighting then? And I was like, yeah. you're Hawkeye. You know that's not Maya. <sighs> you fought her twice. That's definitely not Maya.
1: He's tired. Okay? <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it so much because you started this whole series being like, fine, I guess we'll watch six episodes about Hawkeye. And now you're defending him. I love it.
1: <laughs> I just get it. You're like, oh, we're probably like close to the same age. She's tired. I get it. My knees hurt. His knees hurt.
0: we <laughs> are not close to the same age as Hawkeye. I know. I know. I don't know he's supposed to be.
1: <laughs> were,
0: were you fishing for a compliment? there. (laughs) No, no, I
1: was just understanding tired. (laughs) I don't know. I really hope that she does not kill him. Like, that's all I got from the end of this is like, uh, it's a Christmas thing. Like, why would Disney, like, I don't know. Are they going to go that far? Are they going to Joss Whedon this and, and kill him off for the greater good of the story and for a character learning something from it? Or are they just gonna, you know, have Yelena go home with him and they get to have Christmas together? Cause that's all I want is for her to go back to his family and get to like hang out and they tell stories about Nat. Yeah. You know, and the kids, Nathaniel, like and it's never gonna happen.
0: Do you want to hear my heartwarming theory that I want the show to end with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really want it because I don't, I'm gonna cry telling this theory. Okay. <clears throat> because it's this scene in movies that makes me cry more than any other scene in movies. There's a moment in this episode, in episode four, where he looks at the screen and Hawkeye cries. He doesn't cry. He grabs his mouth in that manly way that like, I'm not going to cry, but it's yeah. him Push watching. It yeah, that's right. Push the emotions down. That's what a man does. Um, <laughs> uh, But he's watching It's a Wonderful Life and It's a Wonderful Life. Spoiler alert for like a 70 year old movie, but like <laughs> it is about a character who believes his life is falling apart. He has nothing worth saving and he goes to commit suicide. Like it's, it's about him. be It's about characters down in his luck, but the end of the movie, the whole town, <laughs> I'm going to cry talking about it. Spoiler alert. Cause it is like the best scene. And if you haven't seen it, you should skip forward a minute and go watch that movie instead of watching no way home tomorrow.
1: Uh, <laughs> Don't
0: do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. uh It's wonderful life. At the end of the movie, the whole point of the movie is he sees his life as meaningless and has fallen apart. And like, he's like, everything's gone. But at the end of the movie, the whole town shows up for him. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Have you seen this movie?
1: Oh, yeah. No, I know what okay. you're talking about. So Keep they, painting
0: your picture. You got this. His his t- The whole town shows up one by one because he's lost some money and like he's going to He's gonna be like arrested because he lost the money, and his family's gonna be destitute, and he's gonna lose the house, and da da da. He thinks his life's over, Uh, and then the whole town, one by one, shows up and says, "Like, no, you did this thing for me twenty years ago. Here's a little money." And no, you did this thing for me, and the whole town rallies around to help uh Jimmy Stewart's character. Mm-hmm. It is one of the best scenes I think in all 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 media. He's watching that scene, and he kind of like grabs his mouth and like. There's that moment. Well, at the same time, this whole episode, Hawkeye's talking about what his life is, work is. And he's talking about how his life work is about hurting people. And Mm -hmm. he talks about how, like, his whole life is mitigating loss. Like, that's this, that he says, this life is all about mitigating loss. Like, it's all about, like, choosing what you're worth, what what, what you can and can't lose. Like, he's... She's like, no, no, you save people. And he's like, no, 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 I hurt people. Like, sure, there's, there's investigations and stuff first, but in the end, I've, I was trained to hurt people. And like, that's how Jimmy Stewart feels in It's a Wonderful Life is that his whole life has led to nothing but this big painful thing. And I think that we could have a scene like that at the end of Hawkeye where like, maybe it's this story. Maybe it's story arcs from all of the MCU, but other people show up to help Hawkeye. That he's helped, like I, you know, you see, I hope so. You see it in the way he like interacts with the tracksuits. Like he mm-hmm. genuinely doesn't want to hurt them. He doesn't yeah. really want to hurt these people. He's trying to help them. Um. Anyway, I, I like it. Doesn't just be it, cute. I saw. That, I prefer I like,
1: that over Please. him dying. Yeah, me
0: too. <laughs> me too. I don't think they're gonna kill him. I really don't. Like, I hope not. That was my theory, partially just to tease Jeff for the last few months. If
1: they do it for this, like, I'd be shocked and I'd actually be like, okay, Marvel, oh, you're not, you're not messing around. Let's, let's get dark. And I, I wouldn't hate it, but it'd make me sad, but then I'd feel feelings and that's good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is always good. That is always good. You want me to care
1: about Hawkeye? Kill him. (laughs) <laughs> change my whole tune i'll be like it was the greatest How
0: funny! <laughs> uh, well yeah i just think that the tone of this show is no longer the tone that we were maybe expecting we knew and mm-hmm. it, it is kind of like his life the tone of his life right now is really dark but like yeah yeah um,
1: I was excited to see them drinking those cocktails because we drink them all the time. The slushy things, if you can find them at your local grocery store, do it. They're the best. The, the vodka slushies—it's yeah, already in there, those and dailies. they're like twelve percent. And they're they're yeah. high percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. the best.
0: They are. They are. I've got a lot of friends who love those. Um, love them. <laughs> a, a couple other things, I guess. While we're just kind of covering our thoughts on this episode, like he says to Maya that Black Widow killed. Oh, yeah. Um, Ronan. Ronan. Which is not untrue. Not untrue. (laughs) But at the end of the thing, he says, oh, no, it's the Black Widow assassin.
1: It's a Black Widow assassin.
0: Is that what he says? Does he say a Black Widow assassin? Okay.
1: Yeah. Like, it just got real. There's a Black Widow assassin.
0: Okay. I thought he said the Black Widow assassin. In which case, I was worried that maybe Maya would think that Yelena had killed Ronan. Oh. Which, not that anyone cares And even if she Ronan.
1: did, yeah, like, sorry, I didn't know you.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and Ronan wasn't her friend. Ronan was someone she wants to kill, so I guess, like, I right. don't know. I just, it just made me think, like, maybe there's going to be some confusion there, but uh, I guess maybe not. Yeah,
1: no, that's why he's like, you gotta go home. It just got very real. We're in big trouble, girl. You gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> we got to
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, There's a moment where Eleanor tells Hawkeye... In your line of work, you must endure loss like this. And then she brings up Natasha.
1: Oh, tread lightly, bitch. Right? I was not... Oh, I was like, whew, you better watch what you say. You choose your
0: next words carefully. Best be glad (laughs) that Hawkeye is a kinder and gentler man than I. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) he
1: was like, bye.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, I just thought, the way she says your, she says like, in your line of work... As if she has a complimentary but different line of work. Like,
1: yeah, like bad
0: guy. Exactly. Like there's really (laughs) like a a stank on the way she says, you're like in, in my line of work, I do what I have to do to hurt whoever I have to, to make my family good. In your line of work, you sacrifice whatever you have to to help the greater good. I think I'm doing the right thing. I'm actually caring about my daughter, you know? Mm -hmm. I just thought that was an interesting line, the way she put it. Yeah, good point. And then the only other thing I had in my notes was that like, there's a line where they're talking about the tracksuits, and they say, uh, "You think he's? L- they're laundering money for the big man, which could, in that context, mean Armand. But right. the big man Come better, on. Be
1: the better be Fisk. Better be Fisk. Everybody wants you know Eleanor to have called Val, who went to get um, Yelena. Yelena right. But what if she called Fisk and Fisk called Val? I don't know. Absolutely. There's so many possibilities. Because oh. Yelena didn't look like she was there to kill anybody. She was just testing on the water, seeing what she was working with. Because yeah. she could have taken them out
0: pretty quickly. Absolutely. Absolutely Especially Kate. Have. Yeah. I, I think there's... I, I love all the theories about who called who and whether Yelena was already on this mission before the show started or whether something mm-hmm. in the show activated Which is a good her.
1: possibility too.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, getting back to the feedback. We got another patron, uh Fear Mjolnir, says, "Hey guys, it's me again. I'm sorry I have so much feedback and this is my only outlet for Marvel stuff, LOL. Uh but this will be long, so I apologize in advance." So, episode 4, I thought was great for Clint You got to see him in every element with his nice guy enjoying the holidays with Kate as best he can and him teaching her things to him, actually trying to be a mentor, her getting into Echo's apartment. And you see the sadness that's still in him from Nat and all the flashbacks to her and his family just show how much he cared and how much the blip messed him up along with Nat's death. But then as the show ends and he realizes there's a black widow after him. He immediately shuts down any type of help from Kate and goes from zero to a hundred real quick. Um, knowing how serious everything has gotten. And I absolutely love that. I can't wait, uh, for episode five. Now I do have a theory. I thought about, uh, with the news about Charlie Cox coming back, uh, in this episode, If you watch the recap of what's going on, Marvel made a point to show Kate is still wanted to be questioned by the police. And I think they uh, did. And I don't think they did that just to show us. I hope what happens is by the end of episode six, when everything is settled, Hawkeye goes back to his family and Kate stays home to deal with what's happening And then the police show up and she gets taken down to be questioned and seeing how Kate is about Hawkeye. She starts just gushing about how the last few days she's been hanging out with an Avenger and midway through the questioning by the police, all of a sudden a lawyer shows up to tell her to stop talking. And then boom, you see none other than Matthew Murdoch. Once again, sorry for the being so long. I probably should have done a voicemail, uh, but I don't know how to do that. And I'm at work. Uh, thank you for, thank you so much. I hope everyone is loving this show as much as I am. Sweet. (laughs) Thank you, Firmyelner.
1: Four other people's feedbacks aren't going to get read now, Firmyelner. I hope you feel good about that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you got that, I'm kidding. No, it was <laughs> funny. It was, was a funny joke. <laughs> no, no,
0: we love All the feedback, uh, especially those from the patrons who are, you know, making the show happen. So thank you. Um, but I will say, if you, if you guys do want to leave a voicemail, the best way to do that is just take out your phone and there's all voice memo app of some sort on almost every smartphone. Just record yourself into your phone. Cause then it doesn't have to go through the wires or whatever. And it sounds pretty dang good. And you can just email that into mcucast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I think that's absolutely a good way that daredevil can come in. What do you think?
1: I think it's great. I think it's great. I prefer it being in Spider-Man um personally i just think that'd be a little bit more impactful but he can do both <laughs> just, i just i wherever i get him back i don't care i just want him back give him back
0: i'm with you i feel like we're overstuffing everything like this has got a lot to do we
1: learned a lesson about overstuffing
0: yes week. we did
1: <laughs> as in movies
0: oh wait are you talking about the amount of drinking we v- did in vegas or are you talking about yes. the amount <laughs> and yes <laughs> and yes <laughs> no uh no the uh This is this is definitely a problem with all the Spider-Man movies that we watched. Like a lot of them have really a big problem with overstuffing and like fitting too many plot lines. And so, I mean, I'd probably be cool with it in this show if he came back as a lawyer. But I think like a better fit would probably be either Spider-Man as a cameo or he could be even a main character in something like the Echo TV show that's been announced or She-Hulk because that's going to be all about lawyers like totally would work well there. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. But I think we will continue to get these theories every time there's any possible reason there would be a lawyer on screen. Yeah, it's Matt Murdock. Just bring him back, and we'll stop having these theories constantly.
1: <laughs> what's his What's his thing called, Murdoch? And what's his friend's name? Nelson. Nelson F- Murdoch. Nelson
0: Murdoch and Page. Now it's Nelson Murdoch and Page. Mm, we can do without the page. <sighs>
1: I love Nelson her. Nelson Murdoch. Yeah, she's great. Nelson Murdoch.
0: <laughs> Whatever. I'm down with it. I liked it. I like that <laughs> ending. And I like her character a lot. Uh, okay. Let's see. Dylan Hutsinger on Patreon. Uh Thank you again for pay- being a patron. It says, Hey guys, I'm freaking loving Hawkeye. Seeing them develop the character of Clint and introduce Kate has been enough To make the series amazing, but the supporting characters, prospects of Kingpin and the queen, Yelena, (laughs) uh, push this to the top with Loki for me in terms of the Disney Plus shows. Uh, So after rewatching the last episode, I focused on Eleanor's phone call. I know a lot of people think it's Kingpin or Echo or even Sharon That might be on the other end of the phone. But what if it's Val? Ah. This is the one you were talking. (laughs) This is the theory you're talking about. Going even further, uh, what if that call takes place sometime before the post-credit sequence of Black Widow? When Val first tells Yelena what her next target is. Clint. I don't see Yelena as a Batman type to scout and prep for her next victim. So it would make sense that her attacking would be long, wouldn't be long after her visit of Nat's grave. Expanding on that thought, if you remember back in the first episode, Armand and Eleanor are heard talking amongst themselves and Armand says something to the effect of, I have powerful friends too. A lot of people jumped to Kingpin and probably aren't wrong, but after the events of this episode played out, they were connecting him to Eleanor uh, with my theory above. I think Eleanor is working with Val, who sends Elena, and Armand was working with Kingpin, who happens to be Maya's uncle. The parallels of Clint, a Hawkeye, uh, talking about the shot he didn't take uh, talking about Nat, a widow, uh, who would later become his partner. And then later, Kate, a Hawkeye, doesn't take a shot on Yelena, a widow. Uh, so is this Marvel telling me Kate and Yelena are about to be partners? If so, cue up another hundred days of thirst, uh, cause I am all the way in. Okay. Right. That's all now. I promise. LOL. Thank you, Dylan. I think it's very possible that that call was getting, uh, getting Yelena on the case. I, I still, I had talked about a couple episodes ago. I like the theory that like Kingpin is working with Val and Kingpin could play Mm -hmm. the like Norman Osborn type character for a, uh, For a Dark Avengers type team. It'd be
1: perfect. It really would. Because there's really... He's the best one to do it. Like, I don't know how they would bring in Norman Osborn right now and have it make sense. Mm -hmm. Unless his debut is being the one who's in charge of all of this.
0: Right. And that could be, you know. Mm -hmm. We got Spider-Man No Way Homecoming. Ooh, what about this? What if we meet these alternate versions of Norman Osborn? You know. Uh possibly, at least the one alternate version of Norm Osborne we're getting in No Way Home. That's and, foe. Oh, right. Yeah. And Spider Man knows how dark he is in other universes. And Spider Man comes home to find out like that he's the head of the new Avengers team and he's like
1: Oh no, Wait a I know all about you.
0: Like I know I know who this guy is. <laughs> I fought this guy from another universe, you know. That could yeah. Be, that could be cool. Ooh, and then you gotta, like, that'd be great. And then like then you could treat Norman Osborn for like two or three movies like he's just a guy trying to do his best, and you have to decide like I don't know is he really evil or not? Like,
1: <laughs> spoiler alert.
0: <laughs> what? What did I do?
1: He is always no. He is always pretty evil.
0: <laughs> oh right 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 yeah. In most uh, yeah for sure. <laughs> but. Maybe not. You know, you could like, I, I like the idea of like a conflicted Peter trying to decide whether like a variant of a person is that person. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm
0: hmm. Or can they be different? <laughs> can they be different? Okay, let's get through a few more of these. We got Abby Fenton says, um, I think this was written after episode three. Hey, MCU cast. I know this email is going to be way too long, so I apologize up front <laughs> but as a disabled activist, uh, there's just not that many opportunities to talk about actual good representation. First off, I want to clarify that within this disability community, there are folks who prefer person first, uh, which would be person with a disability. Uh, and there are a growing number of folks identity first uh, language, which would be disabled person. Uh, When speaking generally, uh, you can use either one. Uh, When talking with specific person, it's always good to clarify which phrasing they prefer, which you guys did a great job on the episode. Second, though not deaf or hard of hearing myself, I have spent a while studying the deaf community and wanted to point out additional complexity the show dealt with. In general, like Matthew Fox said, they did a great job distinguishing between the cultural Identity of deafness versus being hard of hearing. Getting into the details, the show grappled with the notion of oralism, or lip reading and speaking, versus signing or using ASL. Historically, deaf students have been forced to attend speaking schools and or forced to learn to lip read and speak at schools for the deaf instead of learning ASL. This has denied lots of deaf people access to their own language and culture. The show referenced the deaf school Maya used to go, which used ASL. We, as viewers, got a glimpse of the isolation it might be like going to a hearing school, especially when Maya previously went to a school where she could communicate with everyone. So... Her dad telling her she had to learn to bridge the gap actually harkens back to the idea of oralism. To his credit, he did still say that they could sign at home, but we can see that Maya rejected the idea of oralism because she does not rely on lip reading or speaking when she is older, but rather uses an interpreter. I love seeing her fully embody deaf pride. Also, The first conversation between Maya and Clint, Maya says that you might find that you're better off without it. Clint responds, yeah, sometimes I think that very same thing. Uh, This is a great throwaway line that captures the experience of a lot of folks, that there is a peace, simplicity, and joy in being deaf, hard of hearing, or otherwise disabled. Anyways... I can go on and on, but I wanted to give you all a little more context for the richness and representation. Love you 3000, Abby. Thank you, Abby. Thank you so much for all of that context and, uh, stuff that we would not otherwise be able to provide here on the show. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm just happy to be getting more of it. And I think especially with an Echo show being announced, like it's very possible that that'll be like a mainstay. For her character going forward, that sort of uh like you said, deaf pride.
1: It reminded me of like um a quiet place when mm-hmm. she grabs uh Cillian Murphy's face and she's like a nun mm. <laughs> she can't hear him, but as long as she looks at him, he she can read his lips. Okay. Which is, you know. I've done when we did a commercial for it a our place? work where's it, where's it's A Quiet Place too.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Okay, gotcha.
1: I did a commercial at my job, and we weren't going to be able to be heard, so they were like, just say anything. And me and my coworker, we just let off a string of curse words while we're pretending to be excited about the granite. We're like, I'm not going to repeat them here. So then the the person's like, stop. Like, people can read your lips. You can't say that. We're like, oh, didn't think about it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like a really neat ability. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like, like, like Abby said, like the, the peace and tranquility of deafness is something I've never really considered. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. It's hard to wrap your head around.
0: It definitely is. As someone who is a little obsessive with listening to audio content, like I basically have audio content on at all times. I kind of have, yeah, I I probably have a problem. Honestly, I probably need more peace and tranquility (laughs) in my life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can't. we watched three movies yesterday. Ken's like, are you done? I'm like, no, I could watch. Do you want to watch something else? Like, I could just keep going and going and going. <laughs> we have a problem. Hi, my name is Ashley, and I have a content problem.
0: <laughs> yep. am the same. I'm right there with you.
1: <laughs> and we watched long movies. We just watched The Last Duel, and that was two and a half hours. Spider-Man was two oh, and yeah. a half
0: hours. How was The Last Duel?
1: It was okay. It was interesting. It was a, it was a very differently done movie. They do the movie... Be ready for it because Ken was pretty pissed. They do the the story three times, the same story, but from three different perspectives. Oh. So you watch this whole thing and you think it's going to go into another scene, and then it's like, boom, chapter two from this per- person's view. And Ken's like, "Oh my god, we have to watch it all over again." But like the subtle differences, as you start to watch it, it's very well done, and we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it's just very. That, it's
0: long. That sounds fascinating and interesting, but like, yeah, I can see it being super frustrating too.
1: Well, it's like, it's supposed to be France and it's Matt Damon and it's Adam Driver and everybody's, they're not just like English or anything. They're American. They're just like, yes, my Lord, I will go to Sir Ben Affleck and I will bring him his cup. And then Ben Affleck shows up with bleached hair and bleached eyebrows. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) But then it all started to make sense.
0: (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Especially, it's its kind of like this weird accepted thing that movies that happen in Europe, especially olden times in Europe are just like, they're all British. Like that's just like yeah, our conce- At least
1: do British. But they were like, now nah, we're going to Kevin Costner this. Well, no, I kind of like it though. I kind of like it. It's yeah. like,
0: no, we're not going to and- Kevin Costner this. That's funny. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> and uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, they wrote the screenplay for this too.
0: Oh, they're very good. Interesting. Very good. That's a, mm-hmm. is this the first thing they've done since Good Will Hunting? I think
1: uh, they maybe writing together that I know of. Probably not, uh, but I know that, maybe something um, that was big.
0: And Netflix done a couple other writing and directing. He won the efforts. Academy
1: Award for Argo.
0: Yeah, did he write that? Well, or Wow, I it? said that.
1: I think maybe both.
0: Okay, cool.
1: But maybe I know he directed it. That's super cool. I said Argo, so Philadelphian. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Argo, Argo. Chase the (laughs) moonbeams.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm going to run through a couple more of these. we got TJ Stafford on Gmail says, Yelena has arrived. I don't have much else to say about it other than express my joy and more than just a little thirst. Uh, (laughs) Can't wait to see where things go from here. Uh, my main takeaway from this episode is that I need more information on Laura Barton. Oh, there we go. Uh, we really know nothing about her, but in the series, we've seen her have a lot more information about Clint's spy days than we would have first thought. Uh, and then in this episode, she has the ability to gather information for Clint. Is she a former spy too? Was she the 99 to Clint's Maxwell smart? (laughs) Hmm. That's a very old reference, TJ. I like it. Um, please let it be. So, uh, if that's the case, then I wonder if the Rolex is in some way connected to her own spy days. And she's the one that Clint is trying to protect. I don't think that Marvel show will surpass *WandaVision* as my favorite, but Hawkeye is gaining quickly. Can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Again, those those are great theories. And like, on top of the Rolex possibly being a connection to Laura, something we haven't mentioned is there's also, he finds that list of names, or or like list of his children's names, inside of Maya's apartment. And we know that the tracksuits went and got the watch. So if that's, if they pulled her name off of that watch, let's say, then do we think that they turned around and figured out the rest of his kids' names, you know? Yeah, I don't know. The rest of his family's name? I should say. I don't
1: know. That's that's the big mystery: is how they got that information. If they're so undercover, but they were just in New York.
0: Yeah, that that's something I've been meaning to say. Is like everybody's talking about how how does everybody know? They're like, but they are just like having dinner with an Avenger out in New York City. Like, it seems yeah. like they could easily like, be. What's discovered. he
1: doing with all those kids?
0: Yeah, who are those kids? Oh yeah, we can easily figure that out. Yeah, they keep calling him dad in public. It's not like they're super secretive about it.
1: <laughs> so sorry, to everybody, but we we are getting like Wanda level, WandaVision like movie level amounts of feedback like every day, and I'm I'm you know we're going through it. It's just a lot. It's a lot. It is. We don't, we don't want to. See, you know, I know every like two and a half hour episodes are just too long. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, well, a lot of people are like, "No, do two and a half hours." But like,
1: I know the truth
0: is we can do about an hour on this, and then an hour on Spider Man, and an hour on other things. Um, we're, it's we're, a busy week. We're trying to expand to do more things, and and hopefully we'll get to do that soon.
1: It's very rare that these stars align and everything's coming out the same
0: week. Well, these days it seems like every time there's a movie, there's also an episode, and like there's also, yeah, we also we did part of this to ourselves because we waited so long to do the Binger's episode. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> that's kind of our fault. I mean, we had a lot going on, but it is kind of our fault. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Blame it on the content.
0: <laughs> Blame it on the content. Got me really busy. Blame it on the, okay, here we go. Little lion on Gmail says, Hey everyone. Uh, I like the, I like the name by the way. Little lion. Yeah, it was cute. Hey everyone. My name is Ellie, long time listener love the podcast so much. Being a high school student during these times, your podcast is a perfect distraction, uh, especially when it has to do with Marvel. I can express can't express my gratitude enough uh, for what you do. But anyway, on to the point. on Hawkeye episode 4, I noticed at 6:52 uh, when Clint is talking to Laura on the telephone on the brick wall next to him the word Jesus uh, with a cross, Uh, It's pretty hard to see, but somehow I noticed it. Uh, What do you think of this? Uh, Is it trying to say Hawkeye saved the world, or is it just a crew member who wanted to sneak that in? Um, Keep doing what you're doing. Ash, you're... You're a queen and forever will be. Until <laughs> next time, true believers. Hey, thank you, little lion. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you. <laughs> uh,
0: it's great to, great. Uh, you said it's, she said it a long time. listener. she didn't say first time, but I'm guessing it's first time. So thanks, Ellie. Um, okay. So Jesus on the wall. What does that mean?
1: Where Jesus is It is Christmassy, it is Christmas time. I have time. to wonder what was going on in that scene. You
0: know, Jesus is the reason for the season, people.
1: Yeah, his birthday's in August or September. (laughs) 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 Merry Pagan Christmas, anyway. (laughs) Maybe someone snuck it in.
0: It could be someone snuck it in. It could also be, like, I don't know. I'd have to look at the scene, but, like, is it just on the street? Because it could be that it was just on the wall, especially it was something that was kind of hard to see. could be something that was literally on the wall before they shot there.
1: Was he on the phone with Laura outside? Were they walking around? Was he walking and talking to her?
0: so. Okay, I'm pulling it up. Okay, yeah. I don't think that means anything. It does say Jesus, and there is a cross, but it also has a bunch of other squiggles. It looks like it's like written in dust too. Interesting. I think that's just on the street. Like I think that's just something okay. that was there before, like a
1: decor, like a graffiti.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not even. It looks like it may have been graffiti that got painted over, or it's like written in dust on this wall. It's like someone took their finger. That's a little and wrote strange. It, it is strange. Um, but I don't think it means anything for this show. It also, it has like, oh, it has some sort of acrostic text, too. It says Jesus, and then it says E-S-Y-S something. So, yeah, it, it, you can't even clearly see the whole thing. Um. So I don't think it was intended to be noticed, but good eye, Ellie. I really. Yeah. I would definitely don't take not us have down that, that
1: rabbit hole. It's yeah. Mephisto.
0: It's, it's probably yeah it's probably a Mephisto.
1: It's Mephisto. Reference. Yeah, he's got to hide as his enemies.
0: Yeah, it does say it says Jesus, and it has some sort of acrostic, but like it doesn't make. It, then it says like T J E S. No, maybe it just says Jesus twice. Yeah, that's what it is. It's Jesus and then acrostic. It says Jesus.
1: <laughs> maybe it's a sign for Jesus Christ Superstar. Are they on Broadway still? Where are they? They're in New York. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it literally looks like it, it's like faintly written on there. It's not even like really obviously written. It's kind of crazy. Good eye, Ellie. I don't. I don't know. It, We'll, we'll definitely we I love that kind of uh exhaustive breakdown but since it's on the streets of New York I think it's likely just a outside of a church or something and someone wrote Jesus on the wall yeah as you do as you do it's Christmas after all yeah um, but mm. but anyway, thanks thanks for listening Ellie appreciate you all right next we got Avni bakshi on Gmail uh, says it was amazing I loved it uh, not much echo, though. Uh, frowny face. <laughs> but, hey, we got Yelena, and the last moment in the episode, heart-wrenching. I love Kate, Jack. Uh, I love Kate, Jack. I think the Sloan thing was in his past, and now he is trying to be better, but I don't know. We got more of Clint and Kate together. Uh, they have a really wholesome relationship and Kate forgave him for his past saying it was in the past and I loved it. I mean, that line is really good. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and hello. Uh, well, that's, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I got for today. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Avni. Um, I love that line when she says it's in the past. He says, no, it's tied to me. Like, hmm
1: It's tied to my family.
0: <laughs> Hawkeye is such a kind of warm-hearted character, and he's in this show that is super warm-hearted. And, like, it's Christmas. Look, it's Christmas. But then if you uh, look at this, like, the way he's thinking about the world, he's in a really dark place, you know?
1: hmm
0: Let's see. Next up, we got Gregory Cayley on Gmail. Hello to my wonderful stranded panda family. I hope you guys are doing wonderful Hawkeye. This show is incredible, and I'm finding it all very emotional. Christmas, for me, is the most wonderful time of the year. Pun intended. Uh,
1: (laughs) you got to sing it. It's a wonderful time time of the year.
0: There you go. Get it. Uh, (laughs) It always has been. So, a show set at Christmas brings me all the joy. However, the Clint family storyline is making me well up. In 2004, my family spent our last Christmas with my mom. Uh, we knew it would be our last and that she had only weeks, maybe days, left from her fight with cancer. It's both my favorite Christmas and the saddest all in one. Mm. And Man, that's rough. In 2005, my dad, brother, and sister and I spent what is the last Christmas we've spent together as a family. And now with COVID... I haven't seen a single member of my family since Christmas, 2019, as I no longer live in the UK, and I'm unsure when we will be together at Christmas again. Since COVID began, I've lost my aunt, Uh, my brother has had the first child that me or my siblings has had, and my dad, who is almost 80, is very sick. So, watching these last two episodes is making me think so much about the people I love and how much I long to be with them at Christmas again. I know my mom would love the MCU, and we'd have seen tons of these movies together. And she'd love Hawkeye so much. Mm. Mm. Okay, now a quick theory about The Watch. I wrote in last time saying it might be a housing unit uh, for nanotech or a watch to traverse the quantum realm. What if it is the quantum realm and it's actually preset to the location in the past where Cap is? Ooh. Remember how in Civil War, the Tony stank scene where Cap left the phone in case Tony needed him. What if he entrusted Clint with the watch? in case Clint needed him. He obviously told Bucky he wasn't coming back. I think he told Clint, too, but gave Clint the watch to get him if they faced another Thanos-level threat. What do you think? I just know my mom would love y'all 3,000, because I know I do. Greg.
1: Mm. (laughs) Uh, I had kind of responded back to him about the, that Clint would have seen Cap after the place blew up. So there's no reason that that watch would be at the bottom. Like, he wouldn't have given... Like, we had a back and forth about, like, just that little part. Like, oh, uh, it doesn't... Continuity-wise, Cap would have been af- out of there with, with Clint.
0: That's, that's that's a good point. Because uh, I don't know that, you know, Cap didn't know how that battle would end. So... Right. W- the fact there wouldn't that be he a, would watch a watch there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. It's a good point.
1: Yeah, we... Yeah, but then I, you know, everything, like, it was a... Uh, it's it's great to see what other people see in art, like what you get out of it. Which is yeah. why I always try to say art is subjective, and people see different things in it, and it it brings things out for people. Because um, you know, people have posted in the Facebook group like, oh, this episode made me cry, and people are like, oh, spoilers. It's like that's not a spoiler. You don't know that mm-hmm. person's life, and you right. don't know what made them cry.
0: Right? Yeah, we did it. We had someone very upset last week because someone said this episode made me cry, and now all I of think us the have person who episode, said it was.
1: Who cried was Gregory.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, yeah. that's the thing. I, I didn't realize that. But yeah, this thing is like this episode made me cry too but like not for any sad reasons. So like <laughs> the person who responded to Gregory was like oh my gosh, you spoiled something. You ruined like, this. It's like, I no. get it. You, you get something. But something as vague as I cried we, we decided not to remove that as a spoiler because it's it. for one thing, it, the problem is to intervene and be like no, don't worry, something sad doesn't happen, is also a spoiler. So it's like you, you can't. Right? So I was just like, just trust that it. it's not a spoiler, I guess. I don't know. I can't yeah, tell you. Yeah,
1: trust us. We know best. Yeah.
0: But I mean, <laughs> we've just been telling people, like, if you're in this train of Panda chat and something feels like a spoiler, report it. We will take care of it. We'll look at it. And if we do not we do or don't think so, we have to be, use our best judgment on it. Especially with No Way Home coming. It's going to be a rough week of trying to avoid all the spoilers and try to keep that group as safe as possible. As for, uh, Gregory, um, his family stuff that he mentioned, like, I just want to say, man, uh, we love you 3000. And like, really, I, mm-hmm. my heart goes out to you. I, I it's not been nearly that long for me, but, uh, you know, I lost my sister and my father in the last couple of years. Um, uh, my dad to COVID, my sister, right before it hit, she died in February of 2020. And, um, because of COVID we didn't get to have Christmas last year. Uh, so it, it was two years, just two years, but it felt so long. And, um, mm-hmm. we just got together this last Thanksgiving. We just like kind of made it happen. We're just like, well, uh, we all have to travel everywhere. Uh, but let's just somehow make it happen. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's hard. It's so hard. Uh, when, yeah. when your traditions are kind of reliant on a person, um, My mom's side of the family used to get together every year. Okay, this is actually a really sad story. My mom's family used to get together every year, every year for Christmas. Like, it was the Saturday before Christmas, we'd all get together. And then the beginning of 2020, I was like, we got to have a group. We got to start a group uh, on Facebook. We'll get everybody in it, and we've got to plan something. Because since my grandmother died, we didn't get together. So it's been like... 10 years, that side of the family just hasn't gotten together. Wow. It's just really a bummer. It's like literally my mom's sisters have not all been in the same place. It, even just because of their mom passed. It's just like, there's no one there to be like, it's that day. Everybody show up at my house, you know? So I was like, I'm mm-hmm. going to be that person. And I did it. And I started a group that was like, everybody meet up for Christmas. Here's, we're starting a group and we do I was like, I'm going to do it. And then it was right after that party, everybody had COVID because I didn't go to the party. But it was like, I had started this group that was like, let's all have a party for Christmas. I started it in January, but then March COVID hit. And then they used that group. They're like, we're having a party. And I was like, no guys no. don't have a party. And then that's when my dad died was like shortly after that party. <laughs> it's like of COVID. And I was like, Sigh. I tried, tried to, I tried to do a nice thing. Have everybody together for Christmas. And uh, that party <laughs> gave everybody COVID.
1: Like, but you told everybody not to go.
0: I know. You did I the did, right I thing. I did. Yeah. I did. But still, it's just it's uh, just, it's just tough. COVID has sucked so bad, especially when you've got like elderly or infirm people in your life that you you don't know how many years you have with them. You know. Yeah. And I, I there's people in my life I'd really like to go see, but I know the best thing for them is to stay away. It's just oof. It's tough. Tough yeah, times. It's the worst.
1: Well, on that happy note.
0: Yeah. um, Very, (laughs) very happy note. So, so joyful. Uh, Was there anything in the live, live feedback?
1: Everybody's just kind of chatting with each other.
0: Like this one tagged you. I think that the news ran the story about Ronan and that probably put Yelena on his trail. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, I don't think she would need the news for that. Val had already gone to her. And given her information on him, and he's not hiding. I mean, he was just at the
0: Rogers <laughs> musical. Like, I imagine that was, yeah, he's that was just probably trolling also around. On the
1: news. Yeah.
0: <laughs> J. Scotty St. Clair, J. Scotty for real on Twitch says Speaking of Jack, much as Matt is hoping uh, for the benevolent stepfather twist, I can't wait for Tony Dalton to show off his menace. He's been killing it as, on Better Call Saul as Layla Salamanca. <laughs>
1: Hey, get out. That's so funny. I, he, I didn't even know that was him. You're right.
0: Yep, I actually hadn't either. And that's the thing, though. Like, I think that's why it's such a fun twist, is because like he does have that vibe, and like he would play a great villain, but I think it's a great twist. That's why it's a yeah. twist, though, he called it.
1: It's a twist. He looks like a t- mustache-twirling v- villain, though. Yes. He, um...
0: I actually... Would love it if he's often mustache twirling like in the episode and then like <laughs> and then he never actually he isn't actually a villain. you know? <laughs> yeah, that's really- well, he is so
1: wrong with all his puns. That would totally make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just want him to be a good dad joke guy. I, I just want to I don't know why I'm so rooting for him to be a good guy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: OK, well, that's about all from us today. Sorry for those of you who we did not get your feedback. We try to get through as many as we could. We had a few pages left. But thank you for writing in, and we will get to as many next week as we can. Yep. Um, and I'm sure we'll have tons of stuff to talk about with Spider-Man. Oh, man. I can't wait.
1: Oh, my gosh. that's ne- so soon. Next time we talk, we will have seen Spider-Man. That's
0: right. About this time, 48 hours from now, we'll be, we'll be streaming, uh, which by the time, we should, we should tell the people what time that's going to be. Uh, right.
1: I see it at five. It's what? Two and a half hours?
0: So, yeah, around three hours after, like, around 8 Eastern so, so
1: around eight Eastern, eight,
0: somewhere between eight Eastern and seven Central, somewhere in that range, we'll be starting the podcast. So, uh come and you know, w- w- with with trailers and everything, probably more like eight
1: nine, 30. yeah,
0: yeah. It's better
1: like than the last couple we've done. We haven't been able to start till ten. So probably somewhere between eight thirty and nine thirty. Keep an eye on the stream.
0: Yeah. So make sure you're subscribed <laughs> on Twitch. We'll go live. We'll be. We will have Ashley running as producer that night, so she'll be able to like keep your live feedback kind of coming in and like organizing it for us so that we can get on, uh, get on that. So, uh, thanks guys. Oh, go subscribe to, uh, bingers assemble. Go check that out. Yeah. We did a lot of work this week to make sure we got all those spider Man. out. Maybe we'll
1: do a, maybe we should do some kind of contest for bingers soon.
0: Yeah. It's totally. Fun, yeah. Totally. Send us like, we should do like a, send a screenshot of your subscription to bingers and we'll give you something yeah we need we need we need to grow that show we want to share it with friends like we're really excited about it and matrix is coming out and that's who doesn't need a refresher on matrix before <laughs> uh, you go see matrix four you know
1: exactly all right let's get out of here peace until next time true
0: believers